past. to episode 12 of the Batman Universe podcast. We know we're a little delayed. It's uh, mostly just because of random things happening here and there. So we're back and we're going to bring you all the stuff that has happened in the last couple weeks. And we have back with us Chris. Hey, everybody. And we have Apple. How's it going, guys? And we'd like to give a big welcome back or a welcome back to Carl, who has, hasn't been with us for a while, but he's back. Back and finally getting Skype working. All right. He lives. <laughs> All right, so let's just jump right into it because we got a lot of stuff to cover. Um, let's go right into movie news. I will say right off the bat that our spotlight character is uh, Nocturna. Um, and our feature, we're going to talk a little bit about Batman uh, R.I.P. Uh, a little bit as much as possible just because there's only a couple issues that are out so far that have to do with it. But... We're going to talk about that, and let's get into movie news. So, May 29th, the magazine Best Movie uh, features Dark Knight on the cover, and had a little article, nothing really relevant. Um, May 30th, Greg Novak does an interview about Batman Gotham Knight. Now, as you heard in the last podcast, pretty much anybody and everybody who's associated with this is pretty much releasing an interview that was done specifically with Warner Brothers. Pretty much for the last three weeks, there's been an interview at least one every other day. Um, I picked one good question from this. Uh, Apple, you you can go ahead and read the answer. I'll read the question. Um, the question was, you know the Batman, you know the Batman and comic fans as well as anyone. How do you think the fans will react to this Batman film? I think fans will be enthralled with the film's strong blend of, orig- of original, never-before-seen imp- in- interpretations of Batman and some very familiar aspects of the character. The visuals of this film are amazing, particularly the unique perspectives of Batman and the detailed in- uh, intriguing. I'm sorry, can what is that? Intriguing, intriguing, intriguing visions of Gotham City. At the same time, fan favorite Kevin Conroy keeps Batman grounded in familiar territory with his renowned voice, as does the inclusion of both villains like Scarecrow and Killer Croc, and the allies like Commissioner Gordon, Alfred, Lucius Fox, and Crispin Allen of Gotham's central fame. It's a great mix, and I think from the opening moments to the closing credits, fans will be blown away. So. I picked that question specifically just because someone who is involved in the project but is really only involved in one aspect or one of the six parts, for someone you know of uh, his status to sit there and say that we're going to be blown away and he knows comics as well as anybody else, I think that that's a that's someone who we can really look at and say, okay, if he's gonna if he's saying it's good, it really will be good. So. You have if you're having any doubts about this movie, yeah, you just need to throw those away, and that's just it. Exactly, and get two copies: get the regular DVD and get a Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> Special edition. Well, Blu-ray one, didn't they? Yeah, Blu-ray. So uh, much to the chagrin of Xbox 360 fans everywhere. Ah, uh, just sucks <laughs> so, not to have a PS3. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you guys finally got a good game. Uh, your first yes. I mean, yes, only it is. Years. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 4 is the greatest game I've ever played. That's just a side note. Okay. May 31st. In New York City, a gigantic Dark Knight advertisement appears on the side of a building. I'm going to provide a link on the website. Check that out. Um, it's it's basically I, I think by the picture that I saw it was it looked like it was about four stories tall. It's humongous. It was really impressive. It was the big uh, underneath the motorcycle one, and I was kind of hoping it would be the one where they blew out the uh, building and made the made the bat in flames behind it. But I thought, well, maybe that's too terrorizing. And then I thought, well, shoot, why not just go ahead and actually blow out a building with a big bat symbol? That'd be excellent marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Just maybe a little overboard, though. <laughs> it'd, be mar- it'd be excellent marketing for um, terrorists. <laughs> you will definitely make the news. Uh, I, I want to see how I could hang that somewhere in my house, but it looks kind of big. <laughs> Over your roof, oh, maybe. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll just we'll coat the house with it. That's what we'll do. <laughs> exactly. All right, so also on May 31st, Fox News reported that Heath Ledger's family will be attending the premiere of The Dark Knight. Not really sure why this popped up on all the Batman websites of why this was so such big news, other than maybe they're trying to get that his family is supporting The Dark Knight. Uh, what's your guys' thought about that? Why wouldn't they? Uh, I, would, I would think... Um, at, coming from a, a family member that if, you know, from someone who has passed away, if this is his last work, I, I think they would really love to see his last work. Yeah, really. But is it, is, but is this really newsworthy? Uh, anyone that's sympathetic to Heath Ledger, maybe the females in our audience are more interested in this kind of story than we are. Okay. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> Well, I just feel that it's kind of standard. I just assume that family would be there. Exactly. I, I would figure they would already, you know, already be there for it. But I, they I don't like the film for some reason. Yeah, I wouldn't see it as really news. I would just, I just would have took it, you know, took it that they would have been there to watch it. Yeah, I think, I think uh, it was more on the lines of his family is from Australia and the premiere is in New York City, so they do have to travel all that distance. But I'm sure Warner Brothers will be flying them out anyway, so that's that. All right, June 3rd, L.A. Times did an interview with Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard. Those two are the composers for the Dark Knight, um, Dark Knight sound uh, score. And the question was, uh, they basically said, the L.A. Times said, you guys split up the characters a bit. James, can you talk about what you what you created for Harvey Dent Two-Face. And let's go with Carl. Read that answer. Basically, Harvey Dent is Gotham's great hope. He's going to turn things around. He starts out with the best uh, best of intentions. He is a brave, courageous, high-minded man. Over the course of the story, he becomes seduced and corrupted, really by the Joker. And the Joker kind of wins. It's just an arc of his character, which ultimately ends up in a very tragic, self-destructive place. And that's the musical line. And let's go with Chris for the next one. Um, Let's see, with what makes it interesting? Yeah. What makes it interesting is that there are such extremes. The music James wrote for Harvey Dent is really beautiful. On the uh, on one hand, you have the Joker theme, and on the other hand, you have that contrast of something really elegant and beautiful. 
What makes this movie and this score interesting is the extremes. The black is a lot blacker because of the light. And that's a good point. I think, uh, although, see, I think the way uh, James Newton Howard kind of worded his answer for this, it, it kind of gives it a kind of uh, a spoiler-ish, but not really a spoiler. Just saying over the course of this story, he becomes seduced and corrupted really by the Joker. Kind of makes you think because he's seeing the Joker do his thing it's not really justice, but at the same time, it seems like Joker gets what he wants, and Harvey Dent has to really go through a system that doesn't always work for him. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from the recent trailer, I got the impression that some that the Joker is going to do something to Harvey Dent. Yeah, to make him to Two Face. I'm, I, I'm not really buying that. I think if they're if they're going to do something like that, it has to be. I don't know. I just think that would be a little far-fetched just because they try to Although stay... Although Boss Maroney's in it, isn't he? So yeah, yeah. Sal Maroney is in it, way. and I just... I don't see them trying to sway... I don't even understand why they would have him in the movie unless he was actually going to do it. Although, based on the trailer, he might not. Ha- it might not happen in the courthouse, so who knows. All right. Yeah, you know, it, it makes you think now that, uh, that Joker was bringing Harvey to kind of like his side... Where you know where Joker manipulated him, maybe it makes it seem that Batman was the one that maybe spilled the acid or something on him, so that way he turned to, you know, kind of like that hate side, maybe. But you know what? I have a funny comment about something that we'll talk about later, so we'll bring this back up. Um, okay. June third, uh, FilmMetro.com is offering free tickets for advanced screening of The Dark Knight to those who register on their site. The screening will be on July fourteenth. Now, Film Metro, these tickets are only available if you're in uh, Philadelphia. So if you live in Philadelphia and you want to get some free tickets, all you got to do is check out that website, filmmetro.com. We'll have a link for it. And then you can get tickets so that you can see an advanced screening of the movie. So it really only helps out the people in Philadelphia, which <laughs> is none of us. But That lucky focus thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if uh, someone ever gets the... Gets the movie ticket. Um, why don't they should like uh, email us a picture of it to the the website or to our email, and uh, let's see how that ticket looks like. Yeah, it's a great Batman idea. Universe podcast at yahoo.com. Yahoo, that's right. Yahoo.com. All right, June fifth, Comcast has launched a new tie-in website for The Dark Knight, where you'll find new IMAX featurette, a making of the clown masks video, downloads, photos, and more, and. If you're, I guess, well, Chris, you could say a little bit about this. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Do not go to this website and explore the site. <laughs> if you are like uh, me and Apple and hardcore, don't show me anything until I see the movie fans. Um, you go to this site, and I believe there are three featurette uh, video things you can click on looking at you. One in the left, one in the middle, one on the right. This making of the clown masks is on the right, and it's okay to watch. It doesn't spoil anything in the movie, but I thought I would be adventurous, and I clicked on the middle one and uh, saw some scenes I'd seen in trailers elaborated on more so than I would have wished uh, before the movie came out. And so with tears in my eyes, I cried myself to sleep, and I will never visit the site again. And for those of you who aren't like Chris, I can say I watched it. I watched it probably a couple times just to see what it was all about, and... 
a news, uh, uh, you know, something that was announced a little later that, you know, I would bring up, but I'll bring up now just to plead my case. Uh, the runtime was announced that it could be a, around 152 minutes, and there it's from, from a source that um, I believe is, I can't really remember exactly the name of the website. Uh, I'll find it while I say this, my bit, but uh, basically the runtime is 152 minutes. So if you're... A, worried about seeing a possible extra 10 seconds of the movie for a 152 movie or 152 minute movie then yeah don't watch it otherwise if you want to see an extra 10 seconds that you haven't seen before go ahead 10 crucial Perfect. seconds in those 10 seconds <laughs> yes because in that 10 seconds they showed harvey uh, harvey dent's face when it's all burnt they show the Joker dying. They show the Bat Pot exploding, and they also show um, the Bat Cave caves in. Yeah, the Bat Cave. Well, the Bat Cave that doesn't exist in this movie is uh, the Wayne Tower blowing up, and Michelle uh, Pfeiffer know, comes back as Catwoman and yeah, kills everybody. Yeah, <laughs> all, all the all the villains that were in the previous Batman movies, even if they sucked, all make a cameo. It's all Governor, in that extra ten seconds. So check it out. Of California turns the whole state to ice for some reason. And that a freeze is coming. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So, the website that reported that it was 152 minutes. I'll just put this out there now. It was a, uh, it was Hollywood Elsewhere. He's they're claiming a non-USA ex- exhibition source told me this evening that Dark Knight's running time has been confirmed at 152 minutes. Um, so, uh, he did make a funny, uh, interesting comment that I that I think we should read, it says, he, uh, he, uh, H.E., Hollywood Elsewhere reader, M.G. Max, has explained the evolution in the two lines. In the 1950s and early 60s, we had long, self-important movies about Jesus. In the 21st century, we have long, self-important movies about Batman. So. But, (laughs) Christian Bale has actually played Jesus before, so there is a connection. Everything leads back to Batman. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, Did you know that, Dustin, that Christian Bale played Jesus before? No, in what movie? Yeah, I think it was a TV movie about uh, Mary, and so it really wasn't, I don't think the focus was on Jesus, but he was in it and he played Jesus. I haven't seen it myself, but... That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that man is in everything. Yes. yes. Yeah, those people who wrote that are probably just people who are Marvel fans or something. <laughs> 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 All right, so June 7th. Total Film Magazine, uh, the, the magazine Total Film features Batman on the front cover. I'm sure Batman will be popping up on every cover imaginable from now until the movie. I'm sure it'll end up on Entertainment Weekly, and maybe Christian Bale will be on the cover of Esquire or something like that. Who knows? But Does, uh, uh, does that Total Film Magazine, does it really show off the costume? Not really as much as any other one that we, any other picture that we've seen. Honestly, the best picture of the costume I saw was the Got Milk ad. That's what I was going to see. Yeah, that one is an extremely detailed picture. I, I really love that picture. And Have then, you seen it, Apple, uh, Carl? Oh, yeah. I saw it. I've seen it. It looks to me like I've seen clips where or pictures where it looks more grey. And I'm like, oh, they're bringing in the grey from the comics. And I've seen pictures where it looks more black uh, or blacky blue. And I'm like, okay, so which is the real one here? Because the action figure looks like it's going to be grey as well. So maybe that's just an early version. I don't know. Well, he does wear two different uh, costumes in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I know. But this, the, the new one, I've seen 
uh, photos where it looks kind of grey, and I've seen photos where it looks kind of black, so I'm not sure. Because um, originally I was thinking grey, oh cool, they're bringing in the aspect of the grey into the costume, but well, maybe who, not. Who knows, maybe uh, they're trying to do a crazy Joel Shoemaker move and pull out two costumes <laughs> in the movie for no reason at all. <laughs> yeah, they had time to, when they were on their way to Fight Mr. Freeze, they had time to go back and change into silver outfits and get free, uh, vehicles that were designed to go on ice. Wow, that's the preparation. Yeah, with uh, equipped with ice suits and everything. Funny he thing is, is... always prepared. He has 12 <laughs> contingency plans and ice is on the list. Yeah. I have no comment. Yeah. I'm going to leave it at that, although I will say I, I watched uh, a lot of the special features for the, the first four movies the last couple weeks. And, yeah, I just have to say, yeah, it really was all Joel Shoemaker's fault. Uh, <laughs> he even I, said it. He, he was the one that agreed to everything, signed yeah, off on everything. So he, he he's signed, the one to blame. He signed off on everything, and, it, like, especially when the bat nipples came into play. He said, oh. he, he denied it when he was, they were talking about it during uh, one documentary. He was like, well, I was just like, I said model it off of, a, you know, a Greek statue or, you know, the people from the Greek times were, you know, they look very chiseled and everything like that and they just put the nipples on and then later on in a uh in the costume documentary they're sitting there talking about the costume designers are all like yeah we didn't have the nipples on it he put the nipples on it it was joel like there was, was probably Schumacher. like five different guys who or five different people all said yeah that was joel that was joel we thought it was dumb that was joel that was joel so I haven't, I haven't bought the uh, Batman and Robin one. I've got all the other three. I refuse to spend money on watching that piece of shit. Um, so, but uh, uh, I looked at the thing on YouTube where because somebody's uploaded it of him apologising for the film. <laughs> but it's and it's a crappy apology at that. It's something like, if they loved Batman forever and hated Batman and, and Robin, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Yeah, no, he, we deserve that apology. Because we almost went 10 years without another Batman movie. <laughs> Alright, so on June 9th, viral marketing whips back up after being, after pretty much disappearing for close to a month, well, over a month. Um, the first thing that happened was an email arrived, and it read, It's been an incredible last few weeks ever since the vicious smear campaign collapsed at Harvey Dent's remarkable courage at the hostage crisis at Rossi's Delhi. Our campaign has ridden a wave of support I have never seen in all of my political life. Our headquarters reopened and thousands of volunteers show up here every day, every night, fighting for change. Fundraising has reached incredible heights with over 100,000 Gotham citizens contributing their hard-earned money in support of Harvey Dent's vow to take back Gotham. We've expanded our reach, opening branches in neighborhoods that haven't seen political campaigns take them seriously for decades, and we've harnessed the incredible grassroots support by sending volunteers to knock on doors throughout the city. Amazingly, we will all achieve our two millionth door knock sometime between now and Election Day. Harvey Dent has committed himself to lead the charge to take back our city face down the criminal and corrupt and restore hope for our future. Now we need your help. We need we need to get out the vote. We need to we need you to vote your, yourself. If you can't make it to the polls, go to gothamelectionboard.com and find out how you can vote online. Working together we can we will take back Gotham. Alan Sipes, media manager. So that was the email that was sent out to everybody who, you know, registered on I believe in Harvey Dent.com. Um 
And then that same day, Gotham Election Board miraculously updated, and it said, you know, that you the between the 9th and the 12th, you could vote, and you could enter your code in that you got if you received an online voter registration card, or you could register right there on the site, so you could vote then too. Um, also on June 9th, Gotham Cable News uh, updated, and said that they were going to premiere Gotham Tonight that Friday on July 13th. And Gotham Cable News, which has been a, basically a white screen with just the GCN logo on it for, I don't know, like the last seven months, miraculously all of a sudden seemed like a normal news page where it had, you know, a banner at the top that would, you know, go through a bunch of stories as well as... Um, having different feature stories that you could read more about, some of them having to do with Batman, the election, the, the competition in the election, stuff like that. And then the last bit of vital news before I take a breath and we'll all talk about this, uh, text messages are received by the Joker phone holders, and it read, Okay, clowns, are you ready for some laughs? Why or no? Uh, and if you, put a, if you respond with yes... It says, you put a smile on my face, you're not, I hope you're not superstitious, leading us all to believe that something was going to happen on the 13th. So, let's talk about this for a second. Well, now, are you going to mention the uh, the next email that came out from HarveyDent.com uh, or whatever? Yeah, well, let's talk about just this stuff that happened that day, and then we'll talk about all the, the, the millions of stuff that happened that Friday, and then we'll oh, go okay. into the other stuff as well. I'd wonder what happened if you said no. Did you get a text back or? No, you didn't get a text back. I did. I did read uh, that somebody replied no, and nothing happened then. Oh, okay. <laughs> they said return your phone. It'd be better if it texted <laughs> you back saying something, you know, that right. That's it. You're gonna die or something. Or, I mean, let's put a smile on their face or something like that. Yeah. There wasn't, I mean, with this, yeah, it was kind of cool to get an email, but at the same time, I was kind of thinking to myself, during the entire month of May when absolutely nothing was going on and there was just a couple TV spots happening here or there, I kept thinking, wow, did they forget about the viral marketing? What about voting? And then all of a sudden, June 9th, bam, you got to vote now between the 12th because otherwise it's over. And it was just like, kind of, it seemed like they were just trying to get it done, but they didn't really need to. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think they've realised they've got enough interest in the film. I think is the thing now. They've, uh, you know, even maybe negatively, uh, Heath Ledger's the thing that happened with him is even you know let people know you know hey there's another Batman movie going on. So a lot of so a lot of people maybe everybody is aware that it's going to happen now. So maybe they feel like they don't need to try as hard. Yeah, but the the thing about that is even if they do realize that, that would be Warner Brothers realizing it. Well, they already made the contract with that 42 Entertainment, the people who do all these viral marketings, these events and stuff. They right. already had the contract with them, so they were supposed to be doing this stuff no matter what. It didn't matter whether right. it was successful. I didn't realize it was so. like a specialist group that were doing it. I thought it was like people who were on the set who were just randomly doing it for fun. No, it's a but company out of... jobs, they suck. Yeah, it's a company out of... <laughs> It's a company out of Arizona called 42 Entertainment, and they've been doing all this stuff. And they've, for the most part, been doing a good job. Like that last thing that they had where you got to see the trailer before everybody else, that was cool. But then after that, it just dropped, and there was nothing going on. Like none of the websites updated at all. 
Nothing was going on up until June 9th, and you get that email, and then all of a sudden, all the sites are updated, and then miraculously, oh, this thing that we've been talking about voting, oh yeah, it's happening right now, go now. Do it now, or you're not going to be able to do it. I mean, you could have blinked Maybe they all went on vacation. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Maybe they decide, okay, now's the time for vacation. Yeah. Then we'll come back and rush it all in the first month. Alright, so if we go on to June 10th, uh, well, let's. If we go on to some of the other stuff that happened, well, I guess we'll just knock all the, the viral marketing stuff at the same time because there's a lot of. <clears throat> a lot of stuff that happened. On July 13th, if you have Comcast cable and you have On Demand, you were able to watch like a mock news clip with, uh, what are they calling him, Mike Engel? Yeah, Mike Engel, who's the guy from Gotham Cable News, he's going to be in the movie. Like a mock thing about the election, and it announced in the the thing that Harvey Dent won by like a landslide victory. It's like a giant, the biggest margin in Gotham City history or whatever. Um, and then after that, uh, Gotham Times updated, or the Gotham Times updated, as well as the Harvey Dent webpage updated. Um, I mean, there was all kinds of stuff updating that was basically having to do with, you know, talking about who won the election and stuff like that. Um... So basically, um, you could watch Gotham Cable News, and then on Monday, you were able to be able to watch it online. Um, they put it online so everyone could see it. And you check that out, I'll have a link for that so you guys can check that out. Um, the other stuff that updated was, um, they, if you, if you read the Gotham, Gotham Times, they had an advertisement for Gotham City Pizza, Pizzeria, and that was a new website, you go to the website and you can see that it was created by, uh, it's powered by Domino's. So it's very similar to Go the way the Gotham Cable News is powered by Comcast. And then there was some other stuff that happened um, that day with the Joker phones, messages getting sent to people, or the people with the Joker phones, they got sent pictures and stuff. And when it all came down to it, all the pictures got, and the puzzle got solved, and it, it turned out to be uh, Domino's commercial 6-16, uh, leading to something that we thought was going to happen on June 16th, having to do with Domino's commercial. Um, but, so that's what happened with that. Um, we'll talk Does that more... mean that Domino's will be releasing, like, a pizza, like, when the film comes out? Yes, we'll get into that in just a minute. Let me just cover the couple other things we had. Um, on June 11th, uh, the Dark Knight soundtrack uh, was announced. It's going to be about 74 minutes long. Um, soundtrack meaning score, not, um, you know, crazy R. Kelly music. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how great Gotham City is. Yes. Um, the names of the songs came out too, but I honestly, I think that the names are, you know, actually a little messed up because they have the third song down is Harvey Dent's uh, slash Two-Face and I really don't think Harvey Dent's going to make an appearance, or Two-Face is going to make an appearance within the first well, by the time the third song plays in the movie, so yeah. but I could, but I they, could didn't, be... they didn't do it like the Batman Begins, huh? Where they named every song after a Batman No, it, well, I mean, that's the thing, Batman. like, I think this 
the the source that it came from, they don't actually even have a source listed as the where it came from. It just says that someone got a hold of the listings and it lists the tracks and it says, "Oh, this is a spoiler alert. You know, be be careful if you don't want to know." But the thing is, the stuff is it just doesn't make sense the way it is. Like the Dark Knight song, the 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 song entitled "The Dark Knight" is the very last song. Um, you know, pretty much most of the phrases that we've heard, you know, why so serious or, uh, you know, I, uh, we're going to watch the world burn or something like that. All those sayings that we've heard are all miraculously somehow having to do with every single one of the song titles. So I'm not really seeing it happen that way. Where's this information from? That's what I'm trying to figure out. The funny thing is, I saw this on SuperheroHype.com, I saw that, but their, um, their source, yeah, so the source comes up as, you know, EP on one website, and another one just says that Superhero Hype obtained somehow, doesn't say how, so who knows, my guess is that, you know, it could just be a, one of those things where, um, Somebody put, purposely put it out there to make people think it was real, but it's not really real. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, from what it sounds like, EP may be speaking PS, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Reveal your name. Reveal your name. June 12th, <laughs> uh, the fourth Dark Knight TV spot came out. Once again, nothing really new, just the basic same scenes, only they're just jumbled in a different direct, or, you know, a different way. And it comes out, it's not bad, nothing really new though. Um, and then that brings us to uh, yesterday, Monday. All kinds of insane stuff going on with the viral marketing. Okay, first thing, GothamCityPizzeria.com. If you went to the website yesterday and checked it out, basically pulled up a map like halfway through the day. And basically said that they were having a special promotion. Click here to find out. You click on it, and it was saying something on the lines of you get a free pizza. Certain places were giving away free pizzas. So, you know, you get a free pizza. Okay, that's cool. Well, they're offering free pizzas in select places. Unfortunately, the select places were only... It was very strange the way they worked it. For some reason, uh, the, the state of Georgia had 29 pizzas, but the state of Illinois, which has Chicago in it, only had three. So, it's almost as if they were trying to, like, spread out the viral marketing for the places that they missed in the prior. Um, I'm not real sure why Utah needed to have eight. You know, that's just me, though. Um, but, yeah, so basically, certain places were getting it. Um, if you, at that, the same time all that stuff was going on, Gotham Cable News, uh, updated and said they was now asking fans to submit photos of their Batman sightings. Okay, so the people who got were lucky enough to get the free pizza. Basically, Domino's is going to start a promotion within the next two weeks where you can order a large pepperoni, a large pizza, and uh, for, it's a, I think they said it was going to be $9.99. It'll be like the Batman pizza. It'll be like uh, a large pizza with extra pepperoni on it. For $9.99, and it comes in a box that will actually say Gotham City Pizza on it. It's a black box. There's pictures online. It's pretty cool. That sounds neat. And 
it's a little different because some people were predicting that they were going to have something like a Batman shape or bat symbol shaped pizza or something like that. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Although this makes a little more sense and a little more, it makes a, it makes um, you know, I can't really see a Domino's making a bat symbol pizza because they actually make the dough and not have everything pre-made and just unfreeze it and put it in the oven, which they yeah. might do. Who knows? But uh. You know. Not as bad as over here, though. I, I actually work there for like a week or something, and they've, they've got like people who make the pieces who don't even speak English, they just use the symbols. Mm. <laughs> it's simple. So if you were lucky enough to get one of these pe- these free pizzas yesterday, some of them were, some of the pizzas included a package. With the package was some interesting little contents. There was a letter, and the letter read... Um, the authorities are after us, so we had to be a little secretive about our hideout. We know you're someone we can trust, so we've made it easy for you. And then it gives a website, a username, a password. And it says, you need to share this information with other concerned Gotham citizens like yourself. Join us and help us fight back against the enemies of Gotham City. Never give up. Paul. www.citizensforbatman.org And... Inside the contents were that letter and then a rubber Batman mask. And if you looked inside the mask, it has the symbol from the CFB, Citizens for Batman, website, which, uh, like, basically Batman's fist curled up. Um, And my theory for this is, um, the pictures that we saw from back last summer where there was a bunch of random Batman in some weird random costumes. I think this is basically what it is. The CFB, which I'm sure nobody has thought about, well, well, at least talked about, um, the CFB is probably a group of people who dress up like Batman, go out and try to take on crime themselves. That's why they appear in the movie, because there's like, it's like, copycats. They're trying to be like Batman, but they don't have the training that Batman has. They don't have the resources that Batman has. So, they try to do stuff, and Batman ends up having to, like, save them from the Scarecrow or something. And that's my prediction, because they were in the same scene in the parking garage, which is the same scene we've seen in the trailer, which has the Scarecrow in the van. So, that's going to be my theory. Yeah, but what about that picture where the uh, Batman's pointed a gun at the real Batman? Back in the Bruce Wayne's penthouse, what it looks like. Wait, say that one more time. There's one. There's a picture of uh, a guy in a Batman costume with a rifle to the real Batman's neck. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I assumed it was like the Joker's henchman doing that, and that's the reason that he changes costume. Or, mm. or what could happen is that Batman comes and tries to save them or tells them they can't do this, they're not doing it the right way, or blah, 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 and they take offense to it, and then they decide, you know, well, it's fine, if, if, if Batman doesn't want to support us, then we'll just take out Batman and do it ourselves. Yeah. It looked like it was in the Bruce Wayne's penthouse set, but I don't think it will be, but it just looked that way from the picture. Yeah. So, that was all that stuff. Um... Check out the pizza. That'll be interesting. It'd be cool to have at least a box without a pizza in it, just so you don't have to smell this pizza grease for 
months upon months if you're going to keep the box. It, <laughs> it, I think it'd be kind of cool to have a pizza box that says Gotham City Pizza on it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's basically all the stuff. But it all led up to an interesting little clip that was uh, that came out at the end, which was basically a clip of the Two-Face. Now, the clip that they showed at Wizard World Chicago last year, there was, you know, people weren't allowed to record anything or this, that, and the other. And out of, you know, respect, a lot of people were like, Warner Brothers asked us not to disclose anything that we saw, blah, blah, blah. But, of course, there was people who talked about what they saw. And, of course, I was there, and I read them all. And one of the scenes that they talked about was a scene where Harvey Dent is sitting in a bar, or he's some guy sitting in a bar, and he's talking to somebody, and then Harvey Dent walks up, and he's like, Dent, I thought you were dead. And then Dent's like, half, and he flips the coin. This is basically that scene. So it's not really anything new that they're that, you know, they haven't, something hasn't happened, something's happened with this stuff before, it's not like, you know, oh god, Two-Face, he's in the movie, we already knew that, if you don't know that, and you think Two-Face is still going to just be in the end of the movie, you're mistaken, because my prediction is, this guy's going to have a decent chunk of the last half of this movie, and it's not going to just be, you know, oh, he's Two-Face, and we're going to lead it up to the next movie, well, they'll still probably lead it up, but they're not going to have... Two-Face just be in the last five minutes and be the main villain for the next movie. You know, I think all this marketing is misleading. I think I think the Joker is going to be a much less screen time than what they're advertising. I think so, too. I think that they're just trying to hype it because the Joker is the biggest, uh, you know, the, the biggest person. I think the Joker, the movie will have many aspects that will be around what the Joker does, but I don't necessarily think that the Joker's going to have, like you said, as much screen time as everyone thinks. It certainly oh, won't I, ho- be I hope Nicholson. he does. I hope, I hope he, I hope he does, because <laughs> Joker's my favorite villain, I want to see him a lot. Mm. Yeah, but you don't want to see a repeat of 1989, where Jack Nicholson's on the screen more than Batman is. Yeah. Oh, that's because you're not a Joker fan. Oh. <laughs> well, I, am a, I am a Joker fan. Hey, hey, let's I'm, just... I'm sitting here thinking, I don't know, I can't, I can't argue with a lot of Joker. I yeah, mean, let's, I'm let's a, just... I'm a big Joker fan, but the trouble for me is that a Batman film is called Batman. Well, this one isn't, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, the point no, of the no, whole thing no. is it's a Batman movie, not a villain movie named the Joker. Yeah. Right. And, can always... you know, toward the end, with, with Returns and Forever especially... Batman was in it for, uh, for less than the villains were, and it just got a bit silly. And I'm glad they've gone the other way with this one. I hope it focuses around Batman, like like some of the comics, like Long Halloween, and where it focuses around Batman, and then all these villains come in occasionally. Like you've got three villains in this one, so it will be like Batman, I think, where they just kind of pop up, you beat them, and then they go away to Arkham. Yeah. So would you be happy uh, since you want to see lots of Batman? Would you be happy if they still had lots of Joker? But just in the majority of those Joker shots, Batman's fist was attached to it. His face. <laughs> I'll take whatever I can get. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just love the the trailer where he says, "And here we go," and he just says that. Oh, I, I, I get so hyped. I can't tell you guys. I can just get hyped. I can't. I get so excited. I think we've seen. I think we've seen most of the Joker stuff in the trailers. Uh, I'm not sure about all that. I think there will be some good stuff, but I think the majority of his good lines have probably been in the trailer. Mm, that's what I mean. 
Yeah, especially where he says that, that Gotham needs a better classic That's criminal. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, so the only other news we got is starting on this Friday, June 20th, you will now be able to pre-order your tickets for The Dark Knight. Um, pretty much any site that you can buy tickets ahead of time, uh, mainly Fandango, um, you'll be able to purchase your Dark Knight tickets online ahead of time so that you can reserve your seats in case the midnight showing is going to be sold out. And this will also keep it, if you order them ahead of time, um, uh, if you order them ahead of time, the theaters have an idea of how many people are going to show up so that everyone's not as crowded as they need as they could be. Um, if they have, you know, 800 people with 200 seats per, per auditorium, you know, maybe they'll open up a fifth one just so there's not so many people crammed in the one. Yeah. Or in the four. So, um, the earliest show, obviously, so far will be Friday morning at 12.01 a.m. Now, my only hesitant about buying these tickets is that maybe, possibly, they might change it to two days earlier and make it a five-day weekend for the opening, just because of the movie is really the being the most talked about movie of the summer, and I'm kind of hesitating because I don't want to buy tickets for Friday morning when I could end up seeing it on Tuesday or on Wednesday morning if I could. Mm-hmm. So, right, right. Now, if you guys have to see a midnight showing, are you going to go to work the next day? No, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be. I would. I would if I have to go I'm to. If I have to oh, go sorry. to go if I have to go to a Friday, if it ends up being Friday, I'm going to take off Friday, go see the midnight show, and then by the time I go home, go to bed, get enough sleep, the theater will open, and I can go see it already again. So, <laughs> yes, yes, Dustin, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. Oh, oh Chris, believe me, it's gonna be real easy. <laughs> it's just hard to see a movie right after you've already seen it. I did that for Spider-Man, and I did it like three times in a row. And the third time, I almost I had to fight throw up in my mouth the whole time just because it was way too familiar. I'm like, I've, I've already seen, as much as I loved it. Well, see, uh, that's Spider-Man. This is Batman. I know. See, uh, we'll see. Batman. See, I had an interesting situation when I went and saw Batman Begins. I went to the midnight showing, and right at the end of the movie, where. Uh, Rachel Dawes is tar- talking to Bruce amongst the you know burnt rubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film all of a sudden something happened to the film and it just stopped. And oh. I was like, "Are you kidding me? That's it?" And <laughs> it was something having to do with them screwing it up. Well, what ended up happening was everyone started to, like file out and they were handing out free movie tickets to come back and see it again because they screwed it up. And then all of a sudden, as soon as that happened. Somebody got the thing working after they already handed out the tickets. So I was like, yes, now I got two free tickets because the person I went with isn't going to go see it again. I got two free tickets and I still get to see the ending. Oh, that's a score. That's a score right there. And thankfully, Batman Begins isn't one of those origin films that goes really slowly. Yeah. Yeah, there is a, there's a few origin films where you're like, oh, hurry up and be Spider-Man already. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I am with you, Dustin. Whatever the showing is at, uh, we'll be at that one. Uh, I'm taking the next day off and hopefully catch it two or three more times that day. Yeah, two or three more times. Because <laughs> I am a freak. I am a freak. I can't do that. I can't do that. I probably won't. I, I, I probably won't do it that often. I probably will end up going. I will see the midnight showing, and I probably will take off the next you know, day. 
And then I can't watch a film after well, I've watched it. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If uh, if it comes out at midnight, I don't know if my wife will go with me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll for sure I'll be there. The next day, I know she's probably might might have the day off. I'll go see it again with her. Then after that, I have to go see it with my brother or my family. And then after that, I got to go see it with my boy. So it, it's a win-win. Exactly. Win-win. It's all about spreading it out. That's exactly what I've done myself. I've set up about 10 different people to go see the movie with, but I will not see the movie with them all at the same time. (laughs) It's all about, okay, so you don't really care if you see it opening weekend? Well, good, okay, I can go see with that the next weekend afterwards. Uh, Okay, you want to see it on opening weekend? Okay, we'll go Saturday, it's cool. You know, I set it up perfectly. You two are going to make the theater rue the day that they decided to make largest and limited refills. <laughs> I can see Alf going in there every time with that same bucket in that cup. Oh, hey, I yes. <laughs> I, and I kid you not, I have not eaten popcorn. I, I, honestly, I could not. I can't remember the last one we ate popcorn at. Mm-hmm. But for Batman films, I always get the large bucket. I get my large soda. I got to sit right down in the middle and nobody talk around me. Please. <laughs> Because this is, I'm in my world right here. Please you know what you need alone. to do? You know what you need to do? You need to bring a, a replica, those replica batarangs from uh, Batman Begins and say, if anybody talks, you get one in the head. <laughs> <laughs> it is noted, my brother, and I am taking it. <laughs> well, I, 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 I agree with that. See it over like a few days because I can't then watch a film and then watch it the next day. Same with me. Like people who put music on repeat tracks and then listen to the same track over and over. I, oh, I can't do it. Now I could see myself if I was old enough way back when the '89 Batman came out. I could see myself seeing that over and over because I could probably see myself doing that with a DVD. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe this would be so good that you know it'll be one of the super rare occasions where I don't mind seeing it over again because I know I could do that with the '89 Batman. It's going to have Joker. It's going to have the Joker. Uh, yeah, but it's not. I told you this. This time is an all-out salt revenge for the '89 when I couldn't buy anything. I couldn't. I couldn't really get anything. This year, I'm getting every Joker thing. I'm gonna be at the. I'm gonna live there. I'm gonna live there. Apple will himself, <laughs> his own wallet, pull this whole nation out of recession. <laughs> we will, we are coming out of recession. Yes, July 18th. <laughs> all of the economy will suddenly improve. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be nice? All right, let's get on with it. Um, on a TV news, um, Wizard Magazine reported in the last <laughs> issue that Batman the Brave and the Bold is set to debut in March of 2009. Every episode will feature Batman teaming up with someone else in the DC Universe. And the person who's going to be playing the voice of Batman is Diedrich Bader, also known as Oswald from the Drew Carey Show. Um. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna buy that day is not to watch it. Uh, everything about this show just screams gay to me. I mean, even the name, the Brave and the Bold, that sounds like some sort of uh, pe- pe- uh, code word or password for gay or something. Okay, well, the Brave just, and the Bold is oh. based off the comic book, but yeah, I think no. I think it's more of the fact that like I think the people who made the Batman saw the little success that they had at the end of its run with putting in different uh, characters from the DC universe. And then at the same time, they think about the success that the Justice League had, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, and think, hmm, maybe we had something there. Maybe we should just do this with somebody who everybody knows. Wait, let's do it with Uh, Batman. It'll be such a pleasant surprise if it turns out to be great. 
I, I hope I hope it does, but I, I wish somebody at Warner Brothers, someone at DC would catch our show and just say, you know what, please just give us back the Batman series. Just please give us that back. You know what I mean? Just yeah. give us a couple of episodes. Throw us a bone. You know you what know, I mean? Get Kevin Conroy back in there, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what Gotham Knights is going to be, isn't it, really? It's Bruce Timm. Yeah, Conroy. yeah, but, I mean, it's not, it's not going to have Bruce Timm's artwork, but I I mean, it's, it's going to have, you know, Kevin Cameron Conroy. I, I mean, I, I, I love Bruce Timm. I, I love the direction he takes uh, with Batman and anything he touches of Batman. But I, I really wish that, you know, hey, for... One season, you know, just for fun, how about, you know, we just bring back the animated series, the original, like it was in 1992, and just throw it out there. I mean, is it because you think that it's been done already, or they've run out of no, story? No, because it ended. It ended in just a Sega Limited. You know what happens, but due to the movies and due to, due to um, Return of the Joker and due to uh, the end of Just League Unlimited, you know what happens to Bruce, you know what happens to Joker, you know what happens to all of them. You don't need any more explanation. You don't need any more gaps filled. But at fans, we still want the animated series I know, back. I know what you mean, yeah. I, th- I think that all this stuff is trying to bring... Doing this type of thing so close to when Justice League Unlimited was. It's just stupid. It's like, you know, nobody... It's, it's been done by somebody else, and now that somebody else has gone off to do, you know, PG-13 things, or, let, or let's all do our own take on it. And, you know, for intensive purposes, the Batman was a reactionary thing to Batman Animated Series, as in they went the other way, because that Batman Animated Series was so faithful to the comics that... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Batman would decide, hey, let's change everything a little bit. And we ended up with Gorilla Joker and Pokemon, Mr. Freeze, and, uh, you know, Red Skin well, you... and Yeah, well, you know, the the Batman, us Bat fans, Batman fans, we gave it a chance. We gave it a chance. We watched, what, one or two episodes. We gave it that chance to win us over, and it didn't. Mm. It didn't win us it over. It was a bit pointy to me. He, look, he looked a bit young, and he looked a bit pointy. He looked, you know uh, the old Jackie Chan show? Bruce Wade looked yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, he did. Exactly, exactly like that. I didn't give it. I, you know, and this one, the pictures I've seen, he looks like uh, the Batman when he went, you know, the Adam sort of just before the Adam West with the eyebrows and that kind of stuff. It's like, okay, it's like Bob the Builder with a Batman costume on. <laughs> yeah, they did it. They they did it in New Frontier, and you know they they explain that stuff. It's fine because that was how it was in the comic, but to me. You know, they're having success with the dark Batman. Why decide to go the other way and say, hey, wait a minute, let's do Batman Blue again, or let's do Batman Silver Age again, or whatever. And it's like, well, no, because we don't want to, nobody likes that Batman anymore, apart from people who are just really into the Adam West TV show. There's no point, oh. I have no interest in this at all. Yeah, I would be an Adam West fan, so. <laughs> I'm going to give this cartoon a chance. Oh, I'll check it out. I'll check it out too. And my other problem is that I enjoy my um, because I'm a solely Batman person. Uh, I know bad or good. I mean, I check out the film stuff. I'm never going to you know start buying loads of Superman comics or whatever. And my thing is that I enjoy Batman when he's realistic. I enjoy Batman when he's in Gotham on his own fighting crime. I don't enjoy Batman fighting space aliens for Superman and Wonder Woman. Mm. Yeah. He- yeah, not unless he's fighting Superman in Gotham. <laughs> That's, That's okay. Insane. 
That's, so that's okay. But that's not going to happen in this I mean, just look at the title of the series. Just look at the drawings. Just look at the setting. It's going to be Superman and Batman shaking cans and being buddies. Going to McDonald's together. Yeah. <laughs> Using their, you know, MasterCard. <laughs> the back credit card from Batman they're and Robin. They're going to go with Jerry Sandfield. Oh, I got no comment. <laughs> that my credit card from Batman and Robin expiry date forever. <laughs> oh, I hate Joe. Uh, I hate him. I hate him. Hey, you know how many times I saw that movie in the theaters? Once? How many times? Just twice. <laughs> Just <laughs> twice. Just us. And the but second you didn't time cuss enough the first maybe time. I, maybe I saw it wrong. Maybe I saw it wrong. Maybe it was me. <laughs> yeah, maybe it wasn't as bad as it was. Let's go see. <laughs> oh my! It's like it's one like of those. It's, it's one of those. It's one of those things where you're sitting there thinking, you know, when I saw it the first time, it really wasn't that bad. Then I realized when I went back and saw it the second time, I was like, what was I thinking? <laughs> yes, that's, yeah. I, I really wanted my money back. So like something you, like Attack of the Clones and no redeeming features. Yeah. I gotta tell you though, yesterday the special edition Batman and Robin DVD came into my house and I was excited. Yes. Like it's that apology it's because, That's the best yeah, part of that. That's just because I wanna I wanna part. hear Joel Shoemaker say I am sorry and I wanna hear Joel Shoemaker say, Okay, now this is my best part, this is my most favorite part. Yeah, I, I wanna hear the commentary. And I wanna I'll see the, the I wanna see all the making ofs of how they actually thought these were good ideas, so yeah, because every commentary is always this director going, right, this is what we were thinking here, this is my favourite scene. And then, how can they do that with Babbitt and Robin? Okay, this is yeah. us smoking drugs. Okay, this is us on... <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is me like, hugging Tommy Lee. Oh, my goodness. This is me throwing up the middle finger to all Batman fans. <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> we like our rants. <laughs> they can oh, go on forever and ever and ever. Yeah. All right. We've got to do. We've got to do a thing where we try, uh, like a subject where we sort of talk about um, Joe Schumacher or those films because it seems like everybody wants to get it off their chest. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll actually bring him up because I had some listeners email me about Joel too. So. Oh, really? All right, let's get in the book. Let's do book news. Chris, go ahead and take book news. Okay, coming out, well, already come out June 11th was Joker, The Greatest Stories Ever Told. Uh, I saw this. I think I'm about to buy it on half.com. But it collects lots of famous Joker stories, pretty much uh, going through his history um, from way back to Batman number one and different ones, different ones in Detective Comics, uh, Batman Black and White, Batman Long Halloween number four is in there. Uh, so it's just a smattering of all sorts of Joker stories, and it's only twenty bucks uh, if you get the uh, soft cover. So that's a pretty good deal, uh, especially leading up to the movie. Yeah, you want the original version of that? I have on on eBay. I bought the the old like the unupdated. The original, that's what, right? That's what I'm so annoyed about. I'd, like I it's... on eBay, I was like, oh wow, the greatest Joker ever, and I got it. It was like from the eighties or the nineties or something. So different cover, like, different cover now. Yeah, but do they not include? Do they not include like a newer story that's happened before? Yeah, like, I, yeah. 
Able yeah, but I think this one has the new one though. It, this one has the yeah. Halloween. Yeah, so. long Halloween and white and black and all that wasn't around then. I mean, the one that I right. read, the greatest joke stories ever told, it was released I think just before Batman 1989 came out. So like it, exactly, I think it came out actually in '89. I, I, I want to say yeah, it was like '88 yeah. or '89. I think I read it, and it yeah. was like uh, it was all sort of Joker's origin, and then it went into sort of the comic Joker, and then. And then after that, it just ended. Yeah, but you know what's interesting about this? How come they don't have, uh, you know, they entitled it The Greatest Stories Ever Told. Why wouldn't they include The Killing Joke or The Man Who yeah. Laughs? The two best yeah. Joker yeah. movies. Yes. Maybe because I think they just had fresh hardcovers come out themselves. That's probably so. why. And they know they yeah. can make money off of those by themselves. Yeah, they don't want to cannibalize them. Yeah. Um, uh, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, and the thing about the great stories ever told, uh, I recently picked up the Batman ones. Has everybody got? Has everybody seen them ones? Yes. Uh, the first one, awesome. I brought, picked up the second one, thinking, oh yeah, more. God, it's oh, <laughs> the great. It, the second one is really bad. It's got like some of the sci-fi ones, it's like Robin and Batgirl versus aliens oh. or something shit. And Grant oh. Morrison material. Oh no, new yeah, story. I, new story. It yeah, was just the stories from the time, though. I know, and one of them is like this kind of like five-panel uh, thing done from Batman Confidential and stuff. It's like, how is that one of the greatest Batman stories ever told? Mm-hmm. Uh, quick question. Uh, has everybody read Joker? The, I guess it's The Killing Joke where he shoots Barbara Gordon. Have read yes. it? Yes. Yes. What the heck is happening at the end of that comic? It ruined the whole thing for me because I thought it had a stupid, pointless ending where Batman is laughing with him, which is weird. And then it shows, you know, Batman puts his, I guess, his arm out to the Joker, but you can't see what's happening. And that's the end of the story. What the heck happens? That's the joke. Yeah. You need to know. How is that the joke? Yeah, because (laughs) you're just left wondering, why is this happening? Because it goes back to Arkham Asylum. It's, It's a given... Well, it, they act like there's some sort of secret exchange between them, and well, it's like just raping. Well, like a rape under the cable. Well, that, well that, speaking of rape, I mean, Joker just does all these horrible things, and the Batman laughs at him. Is this the beginning of R.I.P. Way back then, when Joker, when Batman's starting to lose his mind? I mean, what's so funny that you're gonna have a laughs with the man? You know, I think yeah. I think I think what he was doing was he was trying like. It just got done with Joker explaining, you know, well, hey, you know, I'm just trying to prove that if you have one day of horrible things happen to you, any it can make anybody crazy. And I think Batman just is like, he thought to himself for a minute, and he's like, you know, he's kind of right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the joke. Oh, what's up with the laugh? Ah, I don't get it. Okay, Why would I follow okay. up the story, and I see where the Joker starts telling him a joke, and I figure that it's an analogy of what's happening right there, where Batman's trying to get him to come over to uh, to let Batman help him, and he's basically saying no because I just don't trust you that you're going to that it's going to work or whatever. That's kind of how I took that whole joke about you know come over to this side. No, I can't. And uh, it may not be right, but that's how I took it. But then that Batman starts laughing. And, and I, I just, you know why he's laughing? I think this is why he's laughing. I think he's laughing because he realizes that he actually had a horrible day where everything in his life completely changed. And that was the day that his parents got killed. But instead of doing what the Joker does and just instead of you know getting revenge on whoever did the horrible acts... He just decided, I'm just going to make everybody suffer, which is the case with many of the villains. They all have, like, a tragic yeah. story, just like Bruce Wayne, but they go to the other side, not the side that he's on. But what's exactly. so hilarious about that? I don't yeah. know. I think it Kevin was just Smith, a little... Actually. I don't know. They might have just maybe... 
I don't know. It's not you. May, you're making a big deal about it. I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, 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 it just doesn't. It's such a well put together story, and then it ends like that. And it's like, did the artist, the, did the creator start drinking and didn't know what he was doing? Well, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great ending. I think it, it, it was. A, that was the joke of it. That was the joke of it all. Because at the moment, I'm going around picking up all the like the often like Dark Knight Returns, and uh, when I saw those documentaries and stuff like picking up all the graphic novels that they recommend, and that one I was going to pick up because like Kevin Smith says that's like he said he he was charmed by that man laughing, doesn't he? In the uh, Legends of the Dark Knight history thing. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, listeners, if you uh, have your own opinion or you think I'm way too serious on this or you know that I'm right because I usually am on this, <laughs> uh, go ahead and write in at batmanuniversepodcast.com. <laughs> yes, and please okay. write and tell Chris that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> You're sicko if you think that. Okay, June 10th, we have a brand new uh, Encyclopedia Batanica coming out, the Essential Batman Encyclopedia. Um, I guess, is this the one for this year? Don't they have, like, one about every year? No, this one is, I, I already have it. It is the most awesome book in the world. If you do not have this book, you need to get it. It is not like the Ultimate Guides that are made by uh, the DK uh, by, and written by Scott Beatty. This book is written by Robert Greenberger, and this book has basically any person who has appeared in, I think he he put it in, any any character that had appeared in more than one, or basically two or more appearances in any of comic book related to Batman has an entry in this book. It's not just the main characters. It, this book is amazing. I mean, does it does it include the character the idiot? You know what? I will check. Why you tell okay. us about the other book that came out? If it has you that know, there, then I will be impressed. And uh, Dustin, does does it have? Uh, how much was that book? Was it twenty dollars or? It was thirty. That's not bad. For no, not bad been. either. That's not bad. Is it mostly I, pictures or mostly words with a couple of pictures? No, it's no. They have pictures, but they're in black and white. And in the middle of the book, they've got a couple sections where they've got colored pictures. But they have uh, a decent right. amount of pictures. It's a really good book. It kind of sounds. It kind of I was like going to say how. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> I was just saying it sounds like with being black and white and all that stuff. It sounds like the old Star Wars guide or encyclopedia type thing. I remember way back in the day. And they do it. have yeah. the idiot in it. Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, with a picture? No, they don't have a picture. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> what about the Batmobiles? <laughs> do they have like all year of Batmobiles or anything like that? The Batmobile section, I believe, is about four to five pages, and this is a pretty. This book is a pretty decent size. It's probably like a foot by a foot. Um, really? I mean, there is actually a website for the Bat for the Batmobiles if you want to find that. Oh yes, that's my favorite website. It's on his. <laughs> yeah, they have. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go pick up that essentials then. Because yeah, I, I didn't know. I got one of the Ultimates, and, you know, I was going to pick it up whenever next time I was at Barnes & Nobles or my comic book store. So, uh, yeah, if it's that good, I'm going to tell my comic store guy to get up on it. Got to call Adam at Heroes and Fantasies and hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> Is, uh, yeah. On the Batmobile section, are there are a lot of pictures of the Batmobiles? No, what they do is they have got pictures. For, like, all these pictures are actually from the comics. And what they do is they show a picture of, uh, I, I can't remember what what comic it was from, I want to say it was from All-Star Batman Robin, where he's got all the Batmobiles, like, on this crazy turntable thing. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, is that the one? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. And that way you can, and that way you can see a bunch of different, uh, yeah, all the ones he's had through the time, and it makes sense of how he's had so many and why where he puts them all. So, if you're interested in the Batmobile, they also have another book out that came out probably a little over a little less than a month ago called the Batmobile Owner's Manual. Own your bit. I got that. Yeah, that is a good book, too. Yes, it is. You're a real tomboy in the Batmobiles, aren't you? Oh, yes, I am. Who I is? love the Batmobiles. Oh. <laughs> yes, and that, that Batmobile owner's manual, does it not focus on the brand new Batmobile that's been debuted in RIP? Because the big middle fold-out cover that kind of shows the uh, the main Batmobile that they're showing, to me, looked a lot like the new Batmobile in Batman RIP. You know, some of it actually, um, it actually reminded me a lot of uh, Jim Lee's Batmobile, actually. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think, I don't think the Batmobile that they put in the book is really based off of any specific one. I think it was, they just kind of made a, you know, kind of like a general Batmobile based on all the stuff from all the different ones. But I would say that Jim Lee's, right. has it has the biggest influence on, of Jim Lee's Batmobile. Yeah, Chris, that's what I was telling you. Remember, it had like a little bit of sketch drawings in the back, and it shows a little different type of them. So, and they also have an awesome picture of the Batcave, which is like four pages spread, which is really nice too. In yeah. the Central Encyclopedia, or in the Batmobile thing? No, in the Batmobile Owner's Manual. Oh, cool. So, all right. So, June sixteenth. Uh, today's the seventeenth, right? So that would have been yesterday. Yesterday. Okay. Book came out called Batman and Philosophy, The Dark Knight of the Soul. Um, I don't know anything about this. Is it? This book is basically, um, if you're into philosophy and, um, you know, the Tao of things, or I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but, you know, the T-A-O of things. Mm -hmm. If you're into that kind of stuff, um, this is a good book. I... I have the book somewhere, because I've gotten all these books within the last couple weeks. Um, I have it somewhere sitting around here. I haven't actually had a chance to go through it, but my wife uh, went through it, and she basically told me she, she took some classes in philosophy when she went to college, and she was like, it's really straightforward, a lot of philosophy. So if you're into philosophy and you like Batman, this might be the book for you. There you go. Your special project if you're in college taking a philosophy class. All right, so that brings us into general news, and we've got two parts of this. we got some video game news, and we have a little bit of other general news. So I'm going to cover the general news, and we'll throw it over to Apple uh, for the video game news. Um, June 8th, Totino's. Uh, you can now find Totino's, which are the little pizza rolls. They have packages that have the Dark Knight on them. And then on June 10th, Hershey had a press conference to promote the Dark Knight Reese's which we already knew about, which we've already been trying to find, which we can't find anywhere but gas stations. So, Yes. And I got Apple. a hurt stomach from it, too. <laughs> Apple is running around in Joker masks holding up gas stations for boxes of Reese's. I say, give me your boxes of Reese's, <laughs> everything. <laughs> and, you know what, and you know what? When you open it, and, of course, I haven't got a bat symbol yet but uh inside on the insert when you don't get the bat symbol it's, it has the joker's insert and it says haha i took all the dark knights uh uh 
uh, toys or uh, they. Uh, I took uh, all the Dark Knights um, prizes, uh, and it says, "Please try again." So <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> what is a Totino? I've never heard of this. Pizza roll. It's like basically imagine Pizza. a hot pocket in the size of the palm of your hand. Okay. They sell them at the grocery store. It's right, right next to the Hot Pockets. So. Alright, Apple, take it away with the video game news. Okay, on uh, the video game side, on June 4th, uh, Mortal Kombat vs. DC, DC Universe uh, reveals their version of Batman. And uh, if you see this, you, it, the, the bat suit looks actually pretty cool. Did any yeah. of you get a chance to see that? Yeah, it's pretty... I like the detail they put into it. Yeah. Well, uh, and we'll oh, also, sorry, I just wanted to say we'll provide links to both this and the next thing he's going to announce as well. So you can check it out. Right, because on uh, June 10th, um, they actually re- uh, revealed um, the Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe uh, pick of the Batcave and Gotham City. And that Gotham City pick is really nice. Yes, it makes a good desktop background. And uh, the, the Batcave, did you, did you see the detail inside the Batcave? Yeah, it's very impressive. Yes, very, oh, my very goodness. detailed. Yeah, guys, we're gonna, we're gonna have to get some some games on on that one. So, um, also uh, this month uh, in the the Game Pro is uh, actually a world exclusive. If anybody has had a chance to pick this up for the Lego Batman, uh, Lego Batman, which is coming out for the PSP, DS, Wii, uh, PS3, Xbox 360, and uh, PS2, uh, they have a nice uh, looks like a maybe about four to five page article in there. Um, it's really, uh, they have like a, a final title, and anybody that knows the developers of this game, uh, of course, famous for the Star Wars and now also for the Indiana Jones Legos, um, they have in there, um, they say you have a, they have a heading right there, they say, finally, a Batman game that doesn't suck. <laughs> so, and you know in the case of history of batman video games as you what some of you might know they they haven't had a you know a real good showing in the the councils so uh this article and i'm i'm, I'm really excited for the lego batman um i think traveler's tales who are the developers of this uh of this video game um for making, you know, for really getting inspired to doing the Batman, and and you read this article, and they they really go in depth on it, and uh, they t- tell you characters that are going to be featured out. I mean, you have Scarecrow, Riddler, Catwoman, any anybody that you can really name Penguin, of course, the Joker, and the, they have a really cool picture picture in the in the article, the Joker ho- holding like a two hand kind of gun, and um, in the in the article they talk about uh, the building of the Dark Knight. Um, a building of, uh, of uh, Gotham City, uh, just trying to get everything related to what characters is going to be, uh, what um, if what Batman's ability is going to be, what's Robin, because Robin is actually going to be able to be featured on the game. And uh, anybody that's ever played like the Lego games, of course, you know, like Star Wars, you got to have a partner to play with you. So the co-op is going to be something that's going to be amazing because I'm, I'm excited just to to even read you know to even have read the article but um in there i found it very interesting they have a picture of two-face and he's actually flipping one of the the lego it looks like a lego coins and <laughs> <laughs> when he's flipping it it says uh, should i kill joel schumacher for what he did to me or let him live <laughs> i hope it lands on the bad side <laughs> he's but, the main you know, thing yeah but on the 
in the article, I mean, they, they went ahead and talked out about it and how they're very excited. And I, I do believe that this is uh, probably going to be really one of the the strong, probably the strongest uh, Batman video game since either uh, Batman that animated series or Batman Returns back from the, the old uh, Nintendo days. So, yeah. Um, uh, you know, the up is the Vengeance one, and that one sucked. <laughs> well, you know, Batman fans, we still played through it, though. <laughs> yeah. But um, in no, I there... Stuck. Uh, I kept falling off a building. It wouldn't let me jump. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that game had tough parts in it. In the in the in the magazine also you have a chance to win uh, an exclusive uh, Lego Batman uh, Xbox 360. It looks like an elite. And oh. uh, yeah, if you go to the to uh, www.gamepro.com backslash Lego Batman, uh, you go ahead and enter for it. I don't know when uh, when uh, the contest is over, but go ahead and try to get in there. And the thing about the contest is that in the magazine, you got to actually ha- count. Um, there's so many bad symbols spread out through the through the pages of the article. You have to count those and uh, submit them in. So I didn't mind. You got to do yours. <laughs> You're not gonna reveal how many, huh? Uh, no, I don't. Got get any, it. You got any Kit Kats? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into the last bit of news we have—the merchandise news. Uh, June seventh, said Warner announced that they will be featuring apparel starring the Cape Crusader in Lego form later this summer. Obviously, having to do with the, the video game. Mm-hmm. Um, also, June seventh, Mattel will or Mattel announced that they will launch a toy line for the 2009 Cartoon Network show from Warner Batman: The Brave and the Bold, which we're all kind of on the fence about. Mm-hmm. Um, June eighth, Mattel announced that they will be releasing a series of action figures that will include a Hush figure and a three-pack of GCPD characters. Um, Hush figure sounds interesting. Yes, I can name three. I can name two. And then June ninth, um, Verizon Wireless has a new phone coming out from Nokia. The six two o five is the model entitled the Dark Knight Edition, and it'll basically feature uh, Dark Knight games, ringtones, wallpapers, themes, um, all kinds of stuff that has to do with the Dark Knight. It'll have a bat uh, emblem on the, the cover of the phone. So. Uh-oh. Sounds oh, cool. man, man, I'm with Sprint. Dang. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Sprint, too, so it just seems like we always get screwed. I got the bat phone. <laughs> Don't make me cry, Carl. <laughs> I'm, on a, I'm on a Nokia, so my SIM card would be compatible. Oh, yeah, it would. All right, so that brings us to listener Q&A. So, once again... For some reason, our numbers are going really high for downloads and subscribers, yet our listener responses are going lower. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, so not real sure what's going on with that. Um, All I know is I I continue to get people emailing me about how they're having problems downloading the podcast. Once again, I apologize for that. That's because these podcasts are so extremely long. So anyway, so the whole thing is... I don't know if if I'm not. I think we plug our email address enough throughout the entire show, so it's not like people can't or can't figure out the website. Batman Universe Podcast at yahoo.com. It's exactly the way it's spelled. Sounds it's spelled. Um, 
But we did get some, so we're going to read the couple that we had. Um, as for the downloading problems, I apologize for them. That's because, you know, our podcasts are extremely long. Um, if you're having a problem, just re-download it, because <clears throat> I'll admit the last time, the last episode we did, I had a problem myself downloading it, and I just had to restart it, that's all. So, um, let's see, basically, the first email I got was from a longtime listener, Josh, and he basically wrote me and said, um, I would love to hear the ultimate villain spotlight on... Joel Shoemaker, thanks for using my suggestion on Hugo Strange in the history of Gotham. He hears it every show. Yeah. So, that was his. Um, the next one we had, he emailed He emailed me at another time saying, what about doing Joe Chill for the Spotlight Villain? I'm a little confused about his role in current comic continuity. I was a Batman fan as a kid, and I have just recently began begun reading the comics again. It seems like there are several different versions of Chill and his role in starting Batman on his vigilante path. You can't stop the villain that started it all. Okay, well, maybe the Joker can stop him. I would also be interested in hearing more about Batman after his recent appearance in Morrison's run on Batman and also the Black Casebook Files. I know there's probably too many of those stories to cover each individually, but it would be cool to hear a summary of the other worldly adventures of Batman, especially this Zer and R thing that seemed to trigger Batman's collapse in 677. Thanks for a great podcast. Sorry to hear that the feedback was light last time. I really enjoyed the public Gotham Public Works interview. I like Chris and Apple as co-hosts, and also like the fact that you switch co-hosts a couple times. It keeps things interesting. It might be helpful to try to bring some new people on the show with different opinions on Batman, because usually everyone agrees with each other on everything, and it makes discussion a little bland. Maybe introducing Hello. a maybe, yeah, maybe introducing a versus <laughs> element to the show, where you have people debate the merits of various elements on Batman: best writer, illustrator, the best era of Batman comics, etc. A little more spice to the podcast, you know. What I mean, I was also thinking about future direction of the podcast. I think you may need to modify some elements if you plan on making them lurk for the long haul. One obvious example is that there are only so many villains to spotlight, and that is why we changed it to Spotlight Character, which, with this new bat, uh, essential Batman encyclopedia, there's over, uh, I don't know, like 700 characters, so we'll be around for... Damn! You know, we'll, we'll be around for... We'll, yeah, we'll be around for 700 podcasts, so we're good with that. Um, it seems to me that it would help to spend more time on co- on current events in Batman's comics and share more thoughts. Throw out some crazy theories about where R.I.P. is going or what Batman's role in Final Crisis would be. This also might encourage more listener feedback and discussion, which we will be talking about Batman R.I.P. today. Um, anyway, I don't want to give you the impression I'm happy with the podcast. I think you ought to. You have a you have a good thing going. Uh, going with a lot of untapped potential remaining. I appreciate the hard work you put into this. I'm always looking forward to hearing the next show. Part of my daily ritual is checking iTunes or your site to see if you have the next one up. Thanks for being open to the feedback from the fans. P.S. Sorry if this email was a little stream of consciousness. I started out only intending about writing about Joe Chill, but got a little carried away. Ah, So, all I have to say is... um, we will be talking more about the comics in the future. The problem is because there's so much movie news and we spend the first 50 minutes of the podcast talking about movie news, it doesn't really leave a whole lot of more information for the comics. 
So, that brings me to a good point, uh, with, uh, within the next couple weeks, we are going to introduce a new bi-weekly podcast that will cover the comics themselves, and then we'll join the two together, um, after the movie comes out and the movie news drops drastically, we'll have, you know, we'll talk about the news that we normally do, but then we'll also talk more about the comics. But a lot of people have emailed me saying we need to talk about the comics, and I agree, and I think the comics have gotten gypped over for the last couple, well, probably the last couple months. Um, so we're going to bring it back. We're going to bring it back with uh, every week that we don't have an episode for the this, we'll have an episode for the Batman Universe Comics Podcast until after the movie comes out. So, we'll talk about all the Batman movies. So, you know... Food for thought would be, um, you know, we do this and we cover everything and it goes for a long time. I wonder if it would be an idea to uh, for us to get together, record everything like we're doing now, but split it up into different podcasts and distribute them like throughout the two-week period. So where that listeners get a fresh cast of like maybe 30 minutes on a certain subject and let them time to listen to that. And then two days later, we'll have the the other one out and... That sort of thing. I wonder if that would also fix downloading issues. Just food for thought. Yeah, that's a good idea. If, if anybody who's listening likes that idea, email us, batmanuniversepodcast at yahoo.com, or email us some other ideas of what you think we should do. If you know, We should just make them shorter because you just don't want to listen to us. Or whatever, you know. Right. Or works. even backstories. If they want to hear about backstories that have already come out of Batman, you know, if they want us to review that or go through it or talk about it, just go ahead and email us. Yeah, if you have a specific issue that you want us to talk about within the, the comics podcast that we'll do, a specific issue, let's say, for instance, you want to know the first time Jason Todd showed up in, you know, a Batman comic. We could cover that issue if that's what you want. So just let us know what you guys want and we'll try to you know, do the best we can to cover everything. So, and I might be in and out on that because I'm not totally familiar with the comics. Although it might help for me to be on there for kind of be the audience. The question man, yeah. Right, the question man, yeah. Yeah. All right, so we had a, we had Chelsea email us who said that he'd like to hear us hear what we think about Batman R.I.P. Another example of people wanting to know, you know, what we think about the current comics. So. This is this is another reason why we've, we're doing it. Okay, so, all right, the next one. This one's from Matt. What's up, Dustin? I found about I found out about your podcast three days ago, and I'm a big fan. I was I finally got caught up on all the casts you have made so far, which is eleven, and that was the funniest one out of all of them. I've been a Batman fan my whole life. The first movie I ever saw was Batman from '89, and I was hooked ever since. You, Chris, App, and Apple rock. Keep up the amazing work. I had an idea. You have to. You have have you thought about making a MySpace page? Also, what villains would you like to see in the next Batman movie, or would you like to see play them? I would like to see Two-Face, depends on what happens in the Dark Knight, again, played by Aaron Eckhart, Catwoman, played by Kate Beckinsale, the Riddler... Oh my god, yes. The Riddler... <laughs> yeah. The Riddler, yeah, played... Was dressed in Underworld. Yeah, oh, the, yes. the Riddler, played by David Tennant, if you don't know who that is, he plays Doctor Who off the show Doctor Who, or the Penguin, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. What do you think? Again, you guys rock. Peace out, Matt. I, I think Matt got a, a lot of good points in there. I think uh, so, too. I, I would go I love with... you, Matt, just for the Kate part. <laughs> <laughs> I would go with Catwoman for Kate Beckinsale. Not real sure who David Tennant is. I have to look into that. Uh, Phil... He's the current Doctor Who over here. 
It's, it's like a big show over here, but I'm not really into British sci-fi because it tends to be a little bit crap, but a lot of people are. <laughs> Traitor. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman as the Penguin, he might just be a little too tall. I think someone mentioned, uh, what was his name? The guy from... Uh, give me a... I believe his name was Bob Costas. Bob Costas? Is that the right? Sports guy? No, no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Woo! Wow, that was a mix. That was a... It's what's Schumacher that guy all over again. Okay. What's that guy that's in Shallow Hal? And he's not... not Jack uh, Black? Jack Black. Not Jack Black. The other one. I believe he's in, like, uh, some American comedies and stuff. Uh, oh, Jason uh, Alexander? Yeah. Yeah, he's from Seinfeld, George Costanza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Costanza. <laughs> See him as sure. England? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so... Actually, I... Sorry. All right, so from another email from another listener, uh, long-time listener, Angel. Hey, Dustin, it's been a while. Uh, I want to. I want you to know that even though you haven't heard from me in a while, I listen to your show religiously because you are currently the currently mostly covering movie news. I don't have many comments for you. I guess that as soon as the movie's over, you'll give me you'll give more attention to the comics, and you should be hearing more from me. I suggest that you and your co-hosts give more coverage to Batman R.I.P. This is a very special story, and I think it's important that you give word out to what has been going on in the story as it comes out, and its ramifications to the other bad titles. I thoroughly enjoyed your last podcast. Laughed my socks off when you guys joked about doing Joel Shoemaker's Spotlight Villain piece. <laughs> wow, you got my vote. Anyway, besides him, I would like you to talk about old villains like Nocturna, which we will do today. Deacon Black and Deacon Blackfire. For a feature, I suggest you talk about you discuss Batman as a hero archetype and all the other heroes that have been created based on that archetype, like Marvel's Moon Knight, Black Panther, Dark Horse's X images, Spawn, and so on. Keep up the good work. And that's from Apple. And he sent in a picture. That's from Apple? Apple? Oh, oh, geez. Angel. <laughs> I was like, wow. Crap, now they know we email ourselves to make it look like we have lots of emails. Crap. Ixnay. Ixnay on the Apple name. <laughs> no, I, I, I love Angel's email. I, I can tell he's a comic fan. And uh, e- even with the crossovers. And uh, I, I, I hope, you know, that uh, well, we'll go ahead and do Angel. I mean, for, you know, for future episodes. Uh, with the with the Batman uh, universe uh, for the comics review, uh, we'll you know that we'll go ahead and you know put those into the show. I mean, even the Batman Spawn crossovers, which you know I, I do think that they were awesome too. But the IR the I uh, the IRP storyline is going on right now. I think it's totally awesome. And we'll get to that in the future or in the feature. So. Alright, the last email we got says, Hi Dustin, Chris, and Apple. I want to say you guys are all great. I love the show and tell my friends about it. Dustin, I like you. You give the news straight forward. I think a lot of bad fans like that, straight to the point and honest. Chris, I like you because you have great insight and honest also. Apple, I like you because you have a lot of knowledge and really get excited about Batman. That enthusiasm is heard with all Batman fans listening. You three are great together. Don't change a thing, please. I heard the podcast. It takes you guys four or five hours to do a show. Let me say from all of us Batman fans, thank you couple of questions I have for all of you. How big is your Batman collection? What's your favorite piece comic item you own? Okay, so I guess we'll answer these two questions. Well, let's all... Wow. Uh, my Batman collection, um, I will admit, I don't have a gigantic Batman merchandise collection. Although I do have uh, over 2,000 Batman Universe comics, you know, 
Robin, Nightwing, Batgirl, Batman. It's all those, and it's growing exponentially. Yeah, you said earlier that you got 700 more. Yeah, I just got 700 more over the last seven days, but right now I only currently have about 2,000. This, the, but uh, I'd say my ba- my favorite Batman merchandise or comic comic would have to be the Killing Joke. I just love that that book. Um, or year uh, year run year one run by Frank Miller 404 through 408 or 407 um, Batman. Um, that would probably be my favorite. As for merchandise. Anything that pretty much has come out with this new viral marketing, whether it be, I believe, in Harvey Dent t-shirt or, you know, the Gotham Times newspapers, those are really cool because you can't buy them. I mean, unless you get them on eBay from somebody who got them, but you have to really get them, and that's what I like about that kind of stuff. So, Chris, what's yours? Um, I wouldn't say I have a huge Batman collection. Right now, I love the uh, black and white statues. My favorite is the Frank Miller one. My favorite Batman uh, thing that I own is a die-cast Batmobile that is uh, how it's probably as big as my forearm or as long as my forearm. And I got it on eBay, and I think it was specially made because it's based off of the 89 Batmobile. Um, but I think it's especially made because they put in LED lights where the uh, front fog lights are and on the back, anywhere there's lights, and even inside the cockpit, it's uh, it's blue. Have you guys heard of this before? Yeah, I heard of that, yes. Are there a lot of them that are custom made like this? There's a lot. They, they do. There's a, there's a specific, uh, actually, sellers who actually do modify them and actually sell them on eBay. Yeah, I've got one, and it is my favorite. It always, anyone, anytime somebody visits, you know, they're always very impressed with it. Um, it's super detailed. And so that's probably my favorite piece. The only other things, let's see, um, figure-wise, I have an Alex Ross Batman based on, uh, I guess, Justice, the Justice comic book run. And I love Alex Ross' depiction of him. It's so different. And uh, as far as comics go, I don't have a whole lot of Batman comics. Uh, I loved Hush, but my favorite Batman comic is an old, old annual from uh, probably late 80s, early 90s. And I don't even know what it, which one, in, you know, what number it is, but it features uh, Batman saving some guy that's getting mugged in an alley. And the, uh, the victim that's being mugged turns into some sort of time traveler that takes Batman forward and sees the end of, uh, basically, uh, the end of the Joker. And uh, this time traveler is wanting to know if Batman becomes an evil psycho that kills people. And, uh, of course, he's not. It shows the Joker's death scene, which is him trying to stab Batman with his uh, spiked cane, and instead he hits an electricity outlet and uh, electrocutes himself. But I don't know who the artist was. I'd have to go back and look at it. But it was it was a great issue. It's what got me into Batman comics. Um, I probably picked it up around the time the '89 Batman came out. Um, and that's in a nutshell. Oh, and uh, you know, we talked about video games earlier. My favorite video game for Batman is the PlayStation's Batman and Robin. I will defend it to the death. <laughs> the game is better than the film. It is quite good. Yeah, I was really impressed. It was super uh, revolutionary what they did. How big the game was. I loved especially that even though it was Batman and Robin, you would go to certain sections in the city, like the industrial section, and you could swear you're in the '89 Gotham. Um, and just the music and how gadgets and everything. I thought that game was was way too underrated. 
Because it was attached to a shitty film. Yeah. Yeah. And I think hardcore video gamers, you know, it wasn't quite as smooth and stuff, but it was so ambitious. So, yeah, that's my Batman collection. All right, Apple, let's go to you. Uh, um, uh, well, for for listeners that, you know, that, that they know that we're Batman fans, uh, me being an older fan, I, I grew up uh, I grew up rather poor. And um, I, I, when I was younger, I, I got a lot of hand-me-downs. I got a lot of hand-me-down comics, which I am very grateful for. My uncle or my dad even, even holding these comic books because there, there were a lot of uh, ones from the fifties and the sixties. Um, when I became much older, uh, a lot of the things that I've wanted from from growing up from uh from the 80s through the through the 90s when i started working like in the in the the late 90s uh out of high school um i i I pretty much laid an onslaught of all the things that i wanted when i was a kid and i wasn't able to to get so um what I basically did is um, I basically went and uh, I created a, a collection um, that I have a whole actually room dedicated to in my house. And uh, my wife, you know, she usually calls it the Batman room <laughs> because I have, uh, if you name a statue from from the beginning of the 90s till now, I have it. I have uh, I have a big collection of Batman statues. I have uh, a big collection of comics. Um, Batmobiles, I have the one that Chris is talking about. I have Batmobiles, the Corgi Batmobiles. I got, um, I got 89 Batmobiles. I got the 92. I got uh, 92 prints of the Batmobile, um, 95 Batmobiles. I'm a huge Batmobile freak. Um, uh, so to to name one of my my favorite possession is actually one that is actually not in my possession, and it's really uh, a statue that came out, um, which really kind of kicked off my collection, uh, or me wanting to grow a collection was uh, in '89. Um, and the Warner Brothers actually issued out uh, a couple of copies of uh, a Batman statue. Uh, the likeness of Michael Keaton. Uh, what I later found out was when I was doing my research for it was uh, rather than them having like 500 prints made, there was actually only 50 printed because there wasn't a much, I guess, uh, a much calling for them. So 50 were made. And from my understanding, uh, Warner Brothers uh, employees received these. And um, some sometimes they float around and uh i believe at the time it was going for 250 dollars in the booklet um i heard one sold on ebay for 600 dollars, and i wish i was there because <laughs> i really i do really want that statue i really want that statue and um i would say right right now um in my in my collection what i really love the most is actually uh pins that my dad bought me and and they're they're really nothing of value i mean they're they're batman um pins that i got from a a ball machine when i was a kid and these are really what kind of like started my collection so the fact that you know with my with my dad passing back in april uh i i I hold on to those pins a little bit more they're not the most expensive part of my batman collection but uh they're to me they're my they're my most favorite and sacred and uh, those are as far as like merchandise. Of course, I own T-shirts. Of course, posters. Yes, but um, my my favorite comic that I would have to say is uh, 
I would probably say the Alex Ross one. I don't know if any of you were able to pick this up. It was not a normal size comic, but it was a Batman War on Crime. Uh, were any of you able to receive that? Yes, I've read that one. I've, I've seen read that one. Yeah. But I've read the last one where um, cause that's the only ones that my library had. They had the first one, and then they had the last one, which was kind of annoying. But that is that the one where a spoiler dies? Well, no, 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 no. This is Batman War on Crime. It's it's actually an oversized comic. It's like, uh, I guess, uh, a homage to the 70 comics that were oversized. And, uh, oh, okay. It's, it's it's really, it's not a normal size comic book. And, oh, there's uh, a, there a whole different book, I thought, called Yeah, War yeah, it's, it's a different, yeah, it's a different book. And, oh, okay. um uh i have that uh it was from alex ross and i i really really love alex ross i, I love the 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 love and uh the dedication that he puts into his work and um i own actually a limited print of uh one of the pictures from that issue and um that would probably be my favorite comic book but um he said video game also favorite batman video game yes okay uh favorite batman video game I I would I would agree with Chris that that one the Batman and Robin was good, but I would say my favorite one would have to be the Batman and Robin Adventures from the I, I think it was Super Nintendo, and uh, those were pretty good because it was a, a take off the the Bruce Timm Batman, so the the Batman animated adventures. So I would say I had a lot of fun playing uh, <laughs> trying to beat Poison Ivy in that game, so that was really fun. But the nostalgic of the '89 from the, the first Nintendo, uh, I, I really get happy about that one, too. All right. Well, Carl, go ahead and get, let's hear what you got. All right. I'll be quick. Well, I've got a small one, so I'll be all right, because we're running out of time here. Um, well, as far as figures go, I've got one from The Long Halloween. Like, he's got really, really long ears, so I know it's straight. So it's from The Long Halloween. Um, and I've got a poster of uh, the Jet, Jim Lee Batman above my bed um, and as far as my favourite thing of Batman that I own uh, is actually my own uh, made costume that I did I bought uh, loads of elements of like I bought the cape and the Michael Keaton mask and got the yellow thing off and um, this was for a fan film that, that I'm still got in production it's taking uh, it's been delayed um, but I've spent a lot of money on getting this suit together and I bought the basic one that you get from the supermarket, the costume one with the muscles, and uh, repainted it to be the comic version rather than the Batman and uh, made that and it looks pretty good and I actually went round the London Expo which is a uh, like a convention over here um, I went around there's Batman there was about three jokers and stuff and we did loads of good poses which um, ended up really good but that would probably be my best uh, favourite Batman thing that I own um as far as comics go, uh, I I own a couple of like issue comics. I mean, uh, but I'm not generally not. I don't buy them. I buy uh, trade paperbacks. Um, and at the moment, I'm going for a phase of buying all the ones that people have recommended, like it's classic stories, like Long Halloween, Dawn Out Returns, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, definitely my favourite. And then I keep reading over and over again is Dawn Out Returns. Um, I just love the story. I love how Batman is. He's, he's sort of that character that's the, the old wisey veteran that's kids these days. No respect. I love all that kind of stuff uh, where he's, you know, that kind of after 
Arnold Schwarzenegger shot a guy, he says a line, that kind of thing is going on in Dark Knight Returns, as well as it brought Batman back to the character that I love, the dark, pretty grim character. Um, he's perhaps a little too violent in Dark Knight Returns, like he, at one point he stamps on a guy's arm through a, uh, through a, uh, going up window in a car, that's a, that's a bit vicious, and he like cripples a guy for no reason, but... Uh, probably should be a bit of a step back from that, but that's certainly my favourite comic. Um, as far as video games go, uh, I haven't played many. I've got the Batman Vengeance one, which I really didn't like, because I got, I got so far and I was liking it, and I liked how Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy and all that were in it, and then uh, I got to this bit where I'm in the building, and then like, there's nowhere to go. Perceivably, there's nowhere to go. Uh, when this girl's being chased off by this goon, you're chasing them, and I'm like, okay, where do I go now? And then everywhere I jump, I die. So I was just like, oh, fuck that then. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I haven't picked it back up since. Uh, or any time I tried, it's the same thing happened. Uh, but back in the day, when I first got the PlayStation, when I was younger, uh, yeah, I got Batman and Robin. And that was probably, I played that the most. Even though it was attached to the crappy Batman and Robin, it actually was pretty dark. Uh, I remember the moment where you're waiting for this to freeze in the museum. It's really tense. It's like, oh God, is it coming now? Is it coming now? Is it coming now? <laughs> uh, you know, when you because he breaks through at, like, this set time on your clock or something. Uh, and that was really quite good. And how open the game was, you could go around the city and start fighting random folks and stuff. Uh, you know, precursor to a couple of the, one, the ones that are out now. So it'll be my best video game. All right. <clears throat> and then we only had two comments on the website, uh, which is batmanuniversepodcast.podomatic.com. The first one was... From Josh, another great podcast. Guys, by the way, where do you get the pictures of the Bat family that goes with each episode? That's actually a funny story because coming next episode, we will have no more back pictures. Because I found these pictures when I first started the podcast, browsed the internet for any picture that I could find that was Bat family related. And I could only find 13. So we'll be featuring some other pictures, but I'll be shortly out of them. So... <clears throat> It's basically all over the internet. That's where I got them. Um, and then the other one came from Dwayne. He says, best Batman podcast out there. I can't get enough of the Batman. I think what you guys are, are doing is getting a lot better with each episode. Keep them coming, man. Dwayne from Australia. So, that's everybody. That's all the listener questionnaires. Um, I've got something that I'd um, like to respond to on the one of the emails. It's the thing of confrontation. Uh, I did get the idea of that because while we were doing a podcast that me, Chris, and Apple were involved in, uh, I found out that those two like 1989 more than Batman Begins. And the impression I get from you, Dustin, is that you like Batman Begins more. Yes, that is true. So it would be pretty cool if we could do a two-on-two debate over Batman versus Batman Mm. Begins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's actually a good idea. We'll have to use that for a feature for one of the upcoming episodes. Yeah. So if ever, anybody likes the idea, just email it. And how many emails will it take, Dustin, where, uh, if we have X number of emails for this request, you will do it. Uh, I would put out a challenge for people to request the Asriel Batman from Nightfall be featured as the cover picture for the podcast. Let's see if oh, I get yeah. that's a good <laughs> Wait, Asriel or John yes. Paul in the Batman suit? Uh, whatever. The one with the knives. <laughs> I like Jumpers, but I'm not I like it. Turns out we're being a bit darker, but I liked it. 
I like how he Dustin, do you like that suit? Do you like that suit, it's, Dustin? It's not bad. I mean, it's be- I think it's better than the metal suit. The visor reminded me of the mutants for Don Iron. I, I like the red suit. I like Ezreal in the in the red suit. <laughs> yeah. And that was your weekly con. <laughs> All right, for a spotlight character, we have Nocturna. We'll throw it over to Chris to do that. All right, Nocturna is a fictional criminal published by DC Comics. She first appeared in Detective Comics number 529 way back in August 1983 when I was a wee one years old um, and was created by Doug Moynich, perhaps, and Jean Colon, I believe that is. What a nice last name. Uh, Natalia Knight had a hard childhood. She grew up on the streets as a beggar. She was eventually found and taken in by Charles Knight, who became her adoptive father, where she lived the life of luxury. Uh, she has a passion for astronomy in the night and eventually found a job at Gotham City Observatory. Uh, but while working there one night, she became victim to a radioactive laser, which drained her skin of all pigment, leaving it a pale color. It also rendered her sensitive to light. Um, after Charles Knight was murdered, she discovered that her lifestyle was funded by criminal activity. Uh, and it was then that she met Charles' son, Anton Knight, who fell in love with her. Uh, they both decided to keep the inheritance and took it upon themselves to keep them in the lifestyle they grew accustomed to by burglary, since Natalia needed expensive medical equipment to treat her pigmentation. Um, Adam, having spent much time in the Orient, proved to be a highly capable martial artist who dressed himself as the night thief for his nighttime raids, while Natalia operated behind the scenes as Nocturna, Mistress of the Night. Uh, However, their burglary soon brought them into conflict with the Batman. After several clashes with Batman, Anton was captured and sent to prison. Crime doesn't pay, but Nocturna remained free and continued her life of crime along with a new ally, ally, Nightshade. Uh, Not the superheroine uh, that you might be mistaking that for. Uh, Nocturno uh, would conceive the plans of robbery and theft. Nightshade and his people would carry out the crimes... Uh, quite the businesswoman. Uh, once the scheme had run its course, Nocturna called it quits. During this time, she became an intimate friend of both Bruce Wayne and the Batman, something that made both lives more complicated. She also became a surrogate mother to Jason Todd, the second Robin everybody loved, and even adopted him. Uh, meanwhile, in prison, Anton Knight finally escaped, and after being rejected by his beloved Nocturna, Anton changed his style and became the murderous Night Slayer. He killed Nightshade, and for a while, the Night Slayer even traded identities with a delirious Batman. Strange. Uh, After being betrayed one time too many by the now more moral Nocturna, Anton vowed to kill her. It's the just thing to do. However, it never came to that as Night Slayer was captured by Catwoman, and Nocturna, having been stabbed, was last seen being put into a balloon by Jason Todd, which he then set off into the air, which completely baffles me. I don't put stabbed victims into a balloon to be released into the air. Uh, Anyway, recently Nocturna unexpectedly returned in the Black Canary Green Arrow Wedding Special Number 1 as a member of the Injustice League. Apparently that balloon scene did something to her. She is currently singing in Salvation Run um, as a member of Vandal Savage's camp. Uh... 
in the media uh, let's see Nocturno was scheduled to appear in an episode of Batman the Animated Series as a vampiress but the episode was scratched after Fox censors ruled out the appearance of any blood being shown on the series and the idea that Botham, uh, that Batman would search Gotham for blood plus they were really weirded out by the whole balloon scene and that is your <laughs> quick update on the wild the wacky Nocturna Mistress of the Night all right. Please bring back the Batman anime series, please. <laughs> <laughs> the Batman goes searching for blood. I believe. <laughs> All right. Upcoming releases. These are a little uh, not so upcoming, but uh, June 11th we have Batman Confidential number 18, Batman Strikes number 46, Gotham Underground number nine. That's the last one of the series. Um, Green Arrow, Black Canary number nine, The Huntress number three of six. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, The Joker, The Greatest Stories Ever Told came out, and Simon Dark, number 9. On the 18th, which is tomorrow, well, for most people it'll be today, uh, Batman The Outsiders, number 8, Birds of Prey, 119, Catwoman, number 80, and Superman, Batman, number 49. Hey, Dustin. Yes. Is Catwoman ending? Yes, Catwoman is ending, I, I have been told... With issue number eighty-one, so this is the second to last issue. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe we'll... a good collector's item. Oh. Some of the the yeah. earlier, the last actual couple copies have actually gone up in price as soon as they announced that uh, eighty-one was the last issue. So, if you why don't have, it? why are they ending it? Um, it's run its course. Okay. That's basically. I mean, they didn't really have a real reason. Oh no, she does need one. Unless you're Halle Berry. But I, I guess in uh this uh in this coming uh comic cast, the one that we'll go ahead and do, uh we'll we'll go ahead and talk about this for uh, Catwoman fans. We'll go ahead and talk about Catwoman number eighty. Yes. If any listeners have been collecting that comic book, write in and we will laugh at you. Batman Universe Podcast at Yahoo.com. Chris, you're gonna laugh at me? <laughs> You're gonna laugh at oh, me too. <laughs> you're gonna laugh if at me. If you're a Catwoman fan, uh, which got into Catwoman via Halle Berry, we will push you off a roof. <laughs> I have no comment, Dustin. Next. Okay. Um. Or all right. Our feature, Batman R.I.P. All right. I hate to tell this, tell everybody this, who's listening, but um, we're gonna have to postpone that specifically because we're already hidden. One hour and 50 minutes, and I'm sure I'm already going to get flooded with emails telling me that people have had a ton of uh, issues downloading the podcast because it's longer than any other episode we've done, even the one with the interview that I did with Gotham Public Works. So we're going to cut it off right here, and within uh, by this weekend or no later than next Tuesday, we'll have... The, the new improved Batman Universe comic podcast. And that will be strictly all about the comics, so if you're a comic fan, you can check that out. It'll still be at the same website, and you can still email us at the same exact um, email address, batmanuniversepodcast at yahoo.com, or check out the website. The website will have it, and iTunes will have it. We'll just I'll just entitle it, um, instead of episode 13, it'll be I'll entitle it... Um, Let's see, it would be B-U-C, uh, episode one. So, Batman Universe comic 
podcast version one or uh, episode one. So you can check that out. We'll talk all about Batman R.I.P. We'll also talk about all the comics that came out that come out tomorrow, July eighteenth, as well as uh, we'll give you more information about what's coming out next week as well. So that way we can kind of catch up. We can check that out. I'm sure because I've gotten a ton of emails about people being comic fans that they want to hear more about the comics. That's what we're doing it for. So, all right. Well, that about wraps everything up. As always, you can email us, BatmanUniversePodcast at Yahoo.com. Check out the website, where you can leave pod mail and also leave comments right on the website, BatmanUniversePodcast.Podomatic.com. And you can leave a review on iTunes if you so desire, telling us that, well, if you're going to leave a review on iTunes, please don't leave a bad one. (laughs) That's all I'll say. Please leave a good one. If you don't like the show... Send me an email saying you hate the show. I'll tell everybody you hate the show, and please don't ruin iTunes for us. All right, so, as always, um, we'll see you next time. This is Dustin. This is Chris. This is Apple. And this is Carl. Both very late. Yes, and we'll (laughs) see you next time on the Batman Universe Podcast. Tune in tomorrow. Same bat time.